Oklahoma in desperate need of a bounce back year in 2023. I happen to think when you look at it, though, I mean, it's definitely possible that they could have a bit of an improvement. But you look at the schedule, man. I thought they got dealt the more difficult hand when comparing them in the Longhorns, partly because all four of their road opponents, if you count the neutral site game against Texas too, they all competed in bowl games last year. Oklahoma, they have a bit of a gauntlet there, especially in November. But man, I did not think that Oklahoma got any benefits whatsoever when looking at the upcoming schedule. Well, there you go. There's commentary from Greg McElroy talking about the University of Oklahoma schedule. Tyler. Are we missing something? The worst thing about going six and seven is people looking at our schedule and saying, boy, you know, those four games in November against bowl teams, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, and TCU. As if, like, that is some type of gauntlet to run. Yeah, like, how's Oklahoma going to handle four out of their last of five opponents were bowl teams last year? Nah, I, I, I don't get it. Like, McElroy said that. Um, some other national people, Stanford Steve, I guess, thought that, oh, you had the toughest draw in the Big 12. I, I, don't, I don't see it. And, and look, man, I'm, I'm factoring in that TCU is going to take a bit of a step back. But even if TCU doesn't take that big of a step back, like, it's still a very manageable schedule. You get your toughest, well, your second toughest game, I think, is the TCU game, potentially if they're good again. But you get that in the back end of year two. Like, I think that game's a lot tougher if you play in the front year, front end of year two with the new staff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I Whatever. just, I went to the SEC and I clicked on a random school. It just so happens that I clicked on Ole Miss. Okay? Here's... Oh, Miss's schedule. Would you like to hear their? It, it just here's the, which they go. They're at Tulane, second game of the year. Loss. <laughs> at Tulane. At Alabama, I'm skipping Georgia Tech in there, but I'm just going to mention the tough games. Sure. At Tulane, at Alabama, LSU at home, Arkansas at home, at Auburn. Um, you got Vanderbilt, A&M at home, at Georgia, Louisiana Monroe, and then at Mississippi State. So three of those teams. Ole Miss has three teams on their schedule New Year's that six. I think will, well, not just that, yes, but would qualify as the toughest game of the year by far on OU schedule. At Alabama next year, that's, that's tougher than playing Texas and Dallas. At Georgia, that's tougher than playing Texas and Dallas. LSU at home, that might be tougher than playing Texas and Dallas. So that's just a random SEC team that you looked at, and they have three games that are tougher than OU's toughest game. I know. But even Georgia, like Georgia would be a good one to pull up to because everyone's clowning on Georgia's schedule. They still got to go to Tennessee, man. Tennessee yeah. would, Going to Tennessee would be a much tougher game than any that OU has to play next year. Yeah, Georgia has um, – I mean, they play South Carolina third game of the season – um. Uh, gosh, that's third game of the season is September sixteenth. Does mm-hmm. that feel like incredibly fast? Is uh, it just me? Yeah. I guess that's normal. But um, South Carolina at home, they're at Auburn, Kentucky at Vanderbilt, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss at Tennessee at Georgia Tech. I'm I'm telling you, man. I I think that this is going to be. And this doesn't have to be some grand revelation. I think they're going 12 and 0. It's going to be the easiest schedule OU may ever have. <laughs> like I don't think OU's Never ever ag- ever ever again going to have a schedule this manageable. Never again. There's no doubt about it. And here's the other thing. I This G- Georgia schedule, they're getting clowned for how easy their schedule is. This would be 
the best home schedule Oklahoma has had in, I don't know, 20 years. Probably. Is that South Carolina game at home? What, South what's, their Carolina, home, what's their home schedule? South Carolina, at, well, you start off UT Martin, Ball State, then South Carolina at home, Alabama, Birmingham, at Auburn. Then you have Kentucky at home, be a good game, at Vanderbilt, Florida at home, Missouri at home, Ole Miss at home. That Florida game's a neutral site, but okay. still kind of holds up. You'd actually have some programs that would come in and sell out their ticket allotment. I can tell you that much. It's not. South Carolina might. It's not the greatest thing ever, but that's how bad it's been for us. We haven't had a program like, and I know Florida's been down recently, but we haven't had a conference game like in October and November against a, a name like Florida or or something like that in a long time. It's just yeah. I don't know. No, it's crazy. Like, if you're talking about a home game in November, like Notre Dame over a decade ago is the last time you've had a program like that. Yeah. And you were never going to have a program like that late in the year if you would have stayed in the Big Twelve. Which by the way, um, since the schedule's out, twenty four seven sports has their uh projected Big Twelve win totals. What do you think OU's projected win total is according to twenty four seven sports? <laughs> Well, we can't win a game in November against um, Oklahoma teams. State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU. So, yeah, ten wins. Nine and three is, I guess, what their projected win total is from from twenty four seven. Normally, it's like ten or ten and a half, nine and a half, but they have nine and three. Tech going eight and four, TCU, Kansas State, and OU going nine and three, and Texas going ten and two. Okay. I mean, I I would take the under on 10 and 2 for Texas, but that's fine. Whatever. We, we have earned being slapped with a 9 and 3 win total before the season starts. Like we've earned that. All right, that's that's what you that's what you get after going 6 and 7. It's going to be pretty popular take by a lot of people. I'm I I just I got to tell you, man, if I I think if we are the exact same team as we were a year ago, I think we could win nine games with this schedule. Oh, sure. Well, and that's why, like, I look at nine and three, and there's not a whole lot of teams in the country that wouldn't take a three win improvement from last year. But if you were to offer me a nine and three right now, side unseen, I wouldn't take it because I don't think nine and three with that schedule, I don't think that there's a scenario where that's a successful year next year. Nine and three probably doesn't get you in the Big 12 championship game. I'm serious, man. Like it's a three-win improvement, but this schedule is so crap and so manageable. I I'm not I'm not taking that deal. Right. Can you ask for we've got a road game at Tulsa. It's going to be 80% Oklahoma fans. A road game at Cincinnati. Okay, true road game. Road game at Kansas. We'll see what their schedule, what their season has looked like up to that point, but you know, not what we would consider a hostile environment. But that football team is improving. But you still have to say a road game at Kansas is, you know, you can't ask for much easier. Sure. Um, a road game at Oklahoma State. It's close to home. They'll have a good crowd there. I mean, it's a true road environment, but it's an easy travel game. Uh, and then the road game at BYU, which I don't – I mean, it looks like a good venue. looks like it's going to be – it'll probably be a wild venue. Obviously, that, that depends on what their their season looks like. But I mean, those – I don't know. What do we say BYU Stadium is? 55, 58? Uh, no, it's like 63. 63,000. Which is like double the size of what Cincinnati has, I feel like. Yeah. Cincinnati is small. That – 63,000 is going to be by far the biggest stadium. It'll that be you the go third largest behind OU. It'll be, I think it'll be the largest stadium in the Big 12 when OU and Texas leave. Ames. Is Ames over 63? I think, well, isn't it? BYU will be close, Yeah, if not. But uh, you can't, you, you are not, you don't have a road game against a, what what anyone would consider to be a like a name opponent? No, 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 no. Like I don't even know that there is a name opponent left in in the conference. But like you don't have a road game there. Like I said, the same team 
from a year ago that I've said was not good, was not disciplined, was chaotic, all kind missed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. That team wins nine games in this schedule, I believe. Yeah, I'm. I could be wrong, obviously, but. Uh, like the natural question now is like, okay, twenty four seven projects nine and three. What do you project? I, I whatever I project. Like my point is, it's got to be better than nine and three. Has it, to be. it has to at least, in my opinion, be ten wins. And yes, injuries will happen. Um, some certain things that maybe we're not expecting will happen to this team. But I feel I feel pretty confident in one thing is that our outlook on this schedule isn't going to change all that much. Yeah, I I think that it looks like a weak schedule now, and I think it's going to be a weak schedule when once we get into the season. I I think if this program is making the strides that it needs to in year two, you've got to win at least ten games with the schedule. Yeah. Well, and, and look, man, like we say, Texas is the toughest game on the schedule, and I I think that that's true. Mm-hmm. But let's not act like Texas is some daunting game by any stretch. This was an eight win team last year that just lost its best player uh, this last offseason. Like, Texas, like they've got some major question marks, I think, mm-hmm. going into the year um, outside of Quinn Ewers. So I don't look at that Texas game whatsoever, even though it's probably the toughest, and saying, oh, my gosh, there's no way OU can win that. That's, a very, that's still a winnable game for OU. Absolutely it is. Very winnable. And I, I expect us to be a, a, a better team than last season. I'm going to – we're gonna wait and see what I see and see how it all kind of unfolds. But I and I saw someone reference this earlier in a text message. I didn't get to read the whole thing, but I everyone right now, I say everyone. There's a lot of media members out there right now that are saying that Oklahoma's got a tough schedule. Right? That was Greg McElroy that you played coming into this this segment. We talked about Stanford Steve and what he had to say about it. The national pundits are talking about a difficult schedule for Oklahoma. Let's see if they're singing the same tune in November next year. Yeah, they're a one-loss team. I got a feeling this schedule is going to be held against us. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a 100% a fair point, yes. So Won't be the same – hey, which Georgia's earned that, to be fair, mm -hmm. but that won't be the same thing for Georgia – if they're sitting there as a maybe even a two-loss team on Selection Sunday. Well, you know, and that's what happens, you know, whenever you whenever you win two back-to-back national and I, championships. That's what I said. They've, they've earned that. Well, but. yeah. But, like, their schedule is looks like a cupcake schedule. And people are saying our schedule is difficult. I, if Georgia had our schedule, what would people be saying about it? They will be double-digit favorites in every single game, maybe by 13 points or more. It's rigged. It, it's a joke. It, there's And they're already getting hammered for the schedule that they have, which is yeah. tougher than OU's. OU will, again, uh, to emphasize, OU will never have a schedule this easy moving forward. And I think out of the like big-time programs out there, OU's going to have the easiest schedule in the country next year. Most favorable schedule in the country. Next year? Yeah, this coming year, yes. Oh, this coming season. Yeah, can you name me another power program? I don't even know if you can name me a power program in the Pac-12 now that has no, an easier Pac-12's schedule gonna be than difficult. what OU has. Pac-12 is going to be difficult. Uh, you have a chance in the ACC if someone's dodging Florida State and Clemson. I don't know. If- well, that's why I said power programs. You know, I'm not counting like a uh, Duke or someone like that. Oh, that may, yeah, that may yeah, be yeah. I got gotcha. you. You know? I gotcha. What is does FSU FSU plays LSU in week one oh, and they go right. to Clemson. They they go to Clemson and play LSU in the month of September. Right. Yeah. Jack Trice is sixty one thousand five hundred, says the text line. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, what, just a, a fifteen hundred smaller yeah. than BYU? With that lollipop schedule the suitors have, they'll be eleven and zero when they meet the Horny Frogs of TCU, go figure. That's from the 918s. Yeah. Uh, Camo Sooner, it's really not a bad thing. The national media thinks we have a tough schedule. It could play out in your favor if you win 10 games or more. Makes you look better. But I, 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 like I actually like what Teddy just said is 
well, you, they say that now, but if you're a one-loss right. team, then all of a sudden it's, huh, well, that schedule is crap now that we look at it. Which, credit to the texter, I, I just, I glanced at it. I didn't get to read the whole text, but someone alluded to that on the text line is where I, what, you know, got me thinking the same thing is like, okay, yeah, singing that tune now, but we'll see if, if it's between Oklahoma and Notre Dame or, God forbid, Southern Cal – We'll see what they're what they're saying about our schedule then. Kansas, BYU, Cincy on the road will all be tough. Bedlam is Bedlam. Texas is Texas. TCU is the defending national runner-up. Schedule now has no obvious heavyweights, but ten potential landmines for the nine one eight. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Cincinnati, BYU. Kansas, Oklahoma State for road games. Those are those are difficult road games. They're, they're more difficult than what, what they look like on paper. But those are not – that is the easiest slate of road games you can ask for if you are a blue blood football program. I agree. Right? And I look at it as Oklahoma's a blue blood football program – I don't look at it as like what you say is totally true when you put it in the context of well we're a 6 and 7 football team next year and this is this is a tough schedule and I totally understand that I get it I just and it's probably a it's probably a um a shortcoming or a mental block on my end that I just I I can't get into that mindset that there's any realm that where this should be considered a a difficult schedule for a program like Oklahoma. R- read the road schedule but again. But it's needed. The true road schedule again, it's at Tulsa, it's at Cincinnati, it's at BYU, and what's the other road game? At Kansas. At Kansas. And at Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma State. Man, if you're looking at that uh, 10 years ago, I, if I would have told you 10 years ago, 5 years ago, however far you want to go back, hey Teddy... OU's going to have a true road schedule in 2023 of at Tulsa, at BYU, at Cincinnati, at Kansas, and at Oklahoma State. You might have wondered if they would have changed conferences by the time 2023 rolls around. Right. And not to somewhere like the SEC. Like, that really sounds like a Conference USA or American type of uh, road schedule. It's crazy. You should be able to handle it. Not only is, is that is it crazy, think about this. At Tulsa, at Cincinnati, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, at BYU. You have five true road games plus a neutral site game against the University of Texas that's played in Dallas at the Texas State Fairgrounds, Cotton Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six games you play outside of your own stadium. Six. You have... Six home games. I there's a there most schools have eight, seven at a minimum. We should be playing seven true home games. Agree. At a minimum. And Baylor's got eight this year. If that means yeah, Baylor's got eight. You know, I think a bunch of SEC teams have eight. I think Georgia well, Georgia's got that neutral site game. Because I was just looking at their schedule. Routinely have eight home well, games. Well, yeah, those SEC teams, they have four non-conference games right now. So I think there's some that are playing like four four home non-conference games. Yeah. At least three home non-conference games. Right. Which we really should be doing. Which, if you didn't have the OU Texas game in Dallas and you had it at home, there would be some years where they had a ton of home games. But I, I hear you. Well, I mean, I I don't mind the playing at Tulsa thing this year, but we should really be we should be playing Tulsa in Norman, right? I mean, I don't know why we're not. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey, this is Daniel Laughlin, the Energy Efficiency and Solution Specialist at OEC, and we want to give you some tips on ways to make your energy bills more manageable these next few months. First, take advantage of the sun's heat by opening your home's blinds and or curtains during the day. 
Lower your thermostat a few degrees. You can cut heating costs 4 to 8% for each degree lower. Finally, find and seal leaks around window casings and doors. OEC members can also visit our website to apply for a free home energy audit. Find more tips at okcoop.org. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funer Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first feeling of confidence, athleticism, um, and I think they're a team that wants to be known like that, maybe make history. I mean, how many teams have won it back to back to back? Again, we don't talk about it for good reason, but they know. They know it. They know what's in front, and they just they just want to be known as the best. And that expectation is always there throughout practice. Yes, ma'am. Hashtag championship DNA. Yeah. They know they're good. They want to be great. One of the best ever. Well. And they're really good. Do you think they have a – do you think this year's team will be better than last year's championship team? Ooh, Ed, look at, look at you really? throwing out the good questions. Um, I think in the circle, yes, they'll be better than they were a year ago. Wow. Um. Lineup as a whole, depth-wise, I think it has. I think it has a, a great chance. Um, but just to come out and answer your question, by the end of the year, yeah, I think that can absolutely be the case. And here's why: you've got some transfer portal players who are going to be huge factors on this team. Go what, ahead. What four top 100 preseason players, which yes. is incredible. But Kinsey Hansen is healthy. She was not last year. She's going to have a massive year. I expect a massive year from Jordy Ball as well. Mm. He was pretty. She was pretty good last year, right? Are you worried at all? She'll be better this year. About the forearm stress fractures. No, Patty just told tons her. Of time uh, off. Hey, just you know, take the time off this summer, which was hard for her to do. I don't worry about the forearm for Jordy Ball. Okay. I, I think that there is a good chance that we're sitting here at the end of the season saying, "Yeah, she was the best pitcher in all of college softball this year." Okay. I think there's a chance they have the best pitcher in Jordy Ball, or maybe Alex Duraco, or maybe Kirsten Deal. I don't know. There's a few options there. The best single player in Tiare Jennings. Yeah. The best offense, and I saw a pretty good defense last year as well. You know what? I think that that kind of – that gets lost in the shuffle. You know – I. The pitching, obviously, a year ago was excellent. Our offense has been excellent for, gosh, as as long as I can really remember. But the real difference to me when watching the the tournament last year is OU's defense and the consistency of their defense. Jada Coleman dominated a game defensively in the game where they won the national championship. And it's hard to... It's hard to dominate a game defensively in center field. Like, you have to have the opportunities. Mm-hmm. She robs a home run, throws a runner out at second base. Alyssa Brito's diving out in left field. Grace Lyons is taking short hops, one hops, and turning double plays. Yeah, they're elite defensively, but you're right. It's not it, talked it gets, about enough. It gets lost in the shuffle of, like, the great pitching and the great things that happen offensively in the, in the, you know, the run rules and stuff like that. You know, the gaudy offensive numbers and the pitching numbers, the the defense, it just, I don't know, they're super consistent. And super fun to watch. Yeah. They probably have their toughest non-conference schedule they've ever had this year. And I think they'll handle it just fine. They've well, got UCLA on the non-con. They've got a ton of SEC teams in the non-con. Florida State comes to Norman. I mean, they kind of Washington's on there. Uh, they play Duke like right out of the gates. Yeah, Duke's uh, the first team, right? Yeah, they they've got a who's who's non-conference schedule, and I, I I think it's great for them. I think it's great for the overall sport. It's just it's it's good. Now, is Duke? What's Washington like this year? Are they down? Uh, I, I don't – I mean, they're down compared to what they were three or four years ago. Um, right. I, I mean, they're, they're still going to be pretty good, though. Right. Because I, um, I don't know. Maybe I heard Toby or Plank talking about that Duke is 
probably going to be the most difficult team that they play out there in California at the Invitational? Um, and Washington's on the schedule. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I, I think that there's a chance of that. I, Washington's well coached. They have been for a while. They've got they've got players like Washington. Like, don't overlook that. They're they're still really good. Yeah, and they've got the uh, they got all these. I don't know the little tournaments. Are they? They're. I guess they don't play them tournament style, right? You just go up there and kind of round robin. It's play almost like a uh, a festival is yeah. is what you call it. Is yeah. There's not necessarily like a championship game. You just kind of play who you play for for the most part. They got the the Mark Campbell. They're, they're more. They're called like. Um, Classics, yeah, rather than tournaments. They got the Mark Campbell Invitational, Invitationals, and Classics. Yes. Then the Getterman Classic is in Waco. Then the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic is in uh, Cathedral City, California. Which that's going to be um, the Mary Nutter. That, that's that's the big. That's the that's the be uh, kind of the big classic festival. UCLA's they play UCLA in the uh, the final Sunday matchup. That'll be a big one. Correct me if I'm wrong, Teddy. Uh, but didn't you see Jordy in the gym, not knowing who she was, and you asked her which sport she played? Yeah, that's on uh, the text line. I did. And I remember that story. I also saw her power clean two hundred and twenty pounds, <laughs> and that was going into her freshman year. Yeah, going like she just graduated high school, and that's yep. what she's throwing up. Yeah, which her dad was a defensive lineman, uh, college football defensive lineman. So she's got some genes, but that's that's still crazy. I was like, what the hell am I looking at right now? What just happened? Someone that's different. That's what you were looking at. Yeah. Well, um, I just looking at this schedule like with baseball and softball, they're always a little bit different because the Big 12, not everyone in the conference plays. It, it, I, I was also wondering about what comes of wrestling – do they wrestle in the SEC? No, like the Texas schools don't wrestle, don't wrestle either. Right. Yeah, so I think OU. Well, I think OU still in a conference with Missouri in wrestling. I, I yeah. think that's right. I think Missouri a little bit different. Missouri's still in the Big Twelve and in, in wrestling. I want to so say so. They probably won't. Whatever they are doing in wrestling will probably stay the same. I'm uh, guessing. Well, if Missouri stayed in the Big Twelve, and I think that's right, then I would guess. Yeah, yeah that's probably right. Okay. Yeah, I was just just thinking about maybe that. there's a couple of SEC programs that wrestle, but I don't. I mean, they're not the Iowas or Oklahoma States or you know any, anyone like that. Right. Yeah. The. I, you obviously have the diamond sports are big in the SEC, but very the other thing that's that's big that's we it's track. Now track hasn't isn't that big of a deal in the Big Twelve. Now Texas is a big track school but man sec is big 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 lsu and arkansas arkansas pouring a ton of money into track. georgia uh, all of them they, they all of those schools pour you know what and I, and I do think it's important because i don't think that that's why nicholas harbour a five-star athlete picked south carolina but it's why he was apparently looking at oregon and yeah. maybe it was because of NIL money, but all that to say is that there are times where the track program, if it's really good, can help you recruit a really good football player. Sure. I remember, uh, I think when you were at OU, you remember DeBrian Blanton? Smoke. He was fast. He uh, signed as a football player, but didn't he mm -hmm. end his career at OU on the, on the track team? Uh, yes, he did. Um, we had another guy that, was, that ran the 800 at Oklahoma – uh, Moses Washington. Don't remember him. He um, he didn't he didn't play much, and I I can't remember if he he was older than me, and he ran track originally was an eight hundred guy, and then um, you know he was still on the football team. But like there's in the state of Texas, in the state of Florida, there's massive carryover. From track to football, sure, it's a it's a huge thing. Like if if you're on the football team, usually in the state of Texas, you're also on the track team, and it's probably the same in Florida. And you know, it's it's not like you're probably it's not going to be the deciding factor in recruiting. But if you got a track team that people know about, I that I think it also helps you have some some credibility out there whenever you're recruiting sure. kids that, that do run track. Uh, real quick before we hit a break, because we brought up the SEC. 
same feeling as Friday that we both had. Yeah. That, yeah, like, whatever the report came down, this is still OU's last year in the Big 12. I still feel that way. Nothing's changed for me. I do. I, I still still feel that way. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be up to the networks. OU, Texas, the Big 12 members found an agreement that they are all happy with to move on. Sounds like it was just the network partners. And, you know, there's still time. And I, you know, time is money, and you know if 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 it's Fox that's in a leverage position, they're going to continue to try and get the best deal for themselves. And uh, if that's inventory or whatever it might be moving forward, I'm not exactly sure, but I think ultimately something still happens. But I, I guess if they're that upset about it, maybe they would, um, maybe they would just totally turn their nose up at anything that's offered. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't either. One, the, 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 I, I guess they need to be the ones that cave, but I think that they'll, they'll cave in the end. Well, they may not necessarily be the one that caves. Like Whoever else is the other, other partner may cave and give them whatever it is that they're asking for. Like I don't know what, what exactly it is, and I think it's probably inventory, but – I don't know. We'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Life's too short for small buns. 405 Burger Bar has moved locations to Main Street in the heart of Norman. With handmade Oklahoma onion burgers and a full bar, 405 Burger Bar will be your favorite place to watch games. Follow us on Instagram at 405 Burger Bar to learn more about our burgers, bar, and sports bar atmosphere. 405 Burger Bar, Main Street in Norman, just east of I-35. 405 Burger Bar in Norman on Main Street. Big buns, real meats. Don't miss your chance to catch the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners softball team this spring. The Omni Hall of Fame Classic Tournament at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium in OKC will take place March 17th through the 19th. Tickets start at just $20 and are available now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. When we look back, let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser, more caring and patient, more prepared and more resilient than ever before. At First United Bank, we're here to help make sure that when we look back, we'll see that we not only survived, but that we're ready to thrive. And that's something we can all look forward to. Also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Tyler McComas here, and if you're like me and you love to bowl, Sooner Bowling Center has made it even easier for you and your family to bowl. Visit SoonerBowl.com and skip the line to make online reservations. You can reserve your lanes, book a group party, or birthday party all by just visiting them online. With great food for the spare time grill, bowling, and the newest patio in town, Sooner Bowling Center is great for the entire family. 550 24th Avenue Northwest or visit SoonerBowl.com. Are you tired of long pharmacy lines and sitting in the drive-thru forever? Then you should visit Dave's Health Mart, your community pharmacy located right in the heart of Norman. Locally owned for 10 years, Dave's Health Mart provides fast and friendly service with a personal touch. Drive-thru service, delivery, medication, consultations, compounding, and immunizations with Norman pharmacists that you can trust. Dave's Health Mart is located at 329 North Porter, 405-360-8882. Dave's Health Mart, caring for you and about you. 
Landmark Fine Homes is a custom home builder in Oklahoma City. Our commitment is to build energy-efficient, custom-quality crafted homes around the metro OKC area. If you are looking to build your first home or last, Landmark Fine Homes is the builder for you. We have many floor plans to choose from, or bring us one that you already have. We have communities throughout the metro where we will build on your lot. Call 405-347-5991 and let Landmark Fine Homes help turn your dreams into a reality. Hey, this is Daniel Laughlin, the Energy Efficiency and Solutions Specialist at OEC, and we want to give you some tips on ways to make your energy bills more manageable these next few months. First, take advantage of the sun's heat by opening your home's blinds and or curtains during the day. Lower your thermostat a few degrees. You can cut heating costs 4 to 8% for each degree lower. Finally, find and seal leaks around window casings and doors. OEC members can also visit our website to apply for a free home energy audit. Find more tips at okcoop.org. West Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? A WIG communication is a priority. West Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080. That's 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. What would you say about an isolation retreat? Just me all by myself? You all by yourself. Away from anyone else, um, seclusion. I think almost n- not in total darkness, but you've got no phones, you've got no electronics. Oh, you lost me there. No phone. Sorry. Just alone. I hate to admit it, with but your thoughts. I, I I couldn't. No. For how long are we talking? Like twelve hours? I, I start th- freaking out after about four. I think it's four or five days. Yeah. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers is. Um, He's, he's set to make a decision on what he's going to do. Is he going to retire? Is he going to be open to a trade? Um, I don't know, maybe even uh, back at Green Bay. But sounds like there's the decision looming. But before he's before any of that happens, he's going on an isolation retreat, which is four nights of complete darkness. It's a darkness retreat, alone, He'll have food that's delivered, but outside of food that's delivered, no contact with any other people, four days, four nights, alone with his thoughts to get his Interesting that he's not up. telling everyone that uh, mushrooms, some shrooms will be along for that trip as well. No, he was asked, is, is this going to be an ayahuasca situation? <laughs> and he said, no, no. However, supposedly alone with your thoughts in darkness creates some natural DMT, so there could be some hallucination going on. Yeah, there will definitely be some hallucinations (laughs) going on for Aaron Rodgers. I love it, He's a different guy, isn't he? I know. I absolutely love it. Now, I think it may suck for him as far as what it does to him as a football player, but I don't know. I, uh, I like it. And I'm interested to see what he does with his career. Does he hang it up? Does he go? I think he'd be a guy that'd be great in the booth. Um, you know, he's an interesting character. So, anyways, thought that was interesting. That sounds like heaven on earth to me. Uh, isolation retreat. Um, there's a lot of talk about this. Okay, LeBron James is set to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He needs 36. Um, to take over that that number one spot. And according to maybe him and some other people, being the number one scorer in NBA history maybe gives him the throne of the GOAT, the Disagree. greatest player of all time. Disagree, but he'll have a much stronger case for it after he gets this record, yep. which I do think it's funny. Like, what, what do they play? They play that game on TNT, national audience. Yeah. Uh, someone on our text line texted this in today, and I did laugh out loud at it. Be funny if uh, Russell Westbrook takes this opportunity to fire up 35 <laughs> shots. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook's going to start his triple-double bid tonight. Uh, he's he's going to have the ball yes. in his hands the entire time. Yes. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever pass Jordan, and I don't think it gets brought up enough. Michael Jordan hit the game-winning shot in the national championship his freshman year at North Carolina. 1982, I believe. Yep. yep. So, like, to do that, when a national championship hit the game-winning shot before you even step foot in the NBA, I, 
that's part of the uh, the resume, in my opinion. That's all I got. All right, so KU beat Texas last night yeah. in Big Monday. I saw the stat this morning. Crazy. Do you realize that Bill Self is undefeated in Big Monday home games in his career at Kansas, going all the way back to 2003? Yeah. 36-0 in Big Monday home games as the head coach at Kansas. Yeah, yeah. 36 I, and 0. I knew that. Yeah, I'm I sure you it. did. Uh that was um it was a good game and then I think around the 6 or 7 minute mark they had a runaway dunk that just lit that arena on fire and you was like, "Okay, this game's over." Yeah. Uh we've made a fun of Louisville and their uh, yeah. basketball team a few times this year. Well, it gets even worse because they've paid to be a really bad basketball team this year. Mm. Louisville lost to something called Bellarmine earlier this year. They lost to Wright State at home, App State at home, and Lipscomb at home. Those were all cash games, $85,000 each that they lost uh, at the KFC Yum Center. So that means they paid $340,000 total for four really bad home losses this year. That makes it even worse. Dang. I'm looking at their schedule. It looks like they lost maybe their first, like, nine or ten games of the season in a row straight. Nine. They're 0-9 to start the season. And then they won two games, and then they lost, like, another ten in a row, <laughs> and then they beat Georgia Tech. Wow. Yeah. How'd they, how, how did this happen at Louisville? They're 3-20. and 20. They just won a national championship, like, what, five, year, five six years ago? It wasn't that long ago crazy. they cut down the nets with Ricky uh, Rick Pitino. He got a tattoo in a private place after he won that title, if I remember correctly. That's insane. He definitely got a tattoo. I can't remember which body part it is. Um, uh, Iowa and Northwestern. Northwestern's been playing some games at Wrigley Field. Iowa will play uh, Northwestern at Wrigley Field this upcoming season. So I hope Brian Ferentz can uh, score points in an NL ballpark. He's going to have to if he wants to get that raise at the end of the year. It's going to have a baseball score, 7-5. Oh, well, yeah, yes. <laughs> of course. And, that, and that'll be like one of the best jokes of the season, right? Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Lids has their top-selling team in each state. You want to guess what the best-selling NFL team was in the state of Oklahoma this year? Um, the best-selling team in the state of Oklahoma this year was – there's no way it's Philly. Um. Chiefs. Dallas Cowboys. Really? Cowboys were the best-selling team in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, North Carolina. Mm. Yeah, they cleaned up nicely. Chiefs were the best-seller in Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, and Missouri. The Raiders were the best-seller in Montana, in Utah, in Nevada, even in Alaska. They were the best-selling team. See, here's what's interesting. The Raiders, hat, uh, garb, whatever, it's the only, it's, it's probably the only team in any sport that is looked at as like a fashion type, like you can, people wear Raiders stuff that aren't even fans. E- I think the Yankees hat could be that, but yeah. Yeah, maybe okay. Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I see where you're going there. I'm fine with that. Uh, the Browns. Not the Bengals were the best-selling in the state of Ohio. Wow. The Eagles, not the Steelers, best-selling in the state of Pennsylvania. Ooh, that hurts. Mm-hmm. I bet that it hurts. does. Wow. Okay. Good stuff. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Does your checking account come with... Sooner Nation, don't miss your chance to catch OU Baseball this spring as the 2022 Big 12 champions and College World Series finalists take the field. The home schedule includes series against Stanford, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, and many more. With flexible ticket mini plans and single game ticket options available now, discover the perfect ticket package to meet your needs and be part of the chaos this baseball season. To purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com tickets and join us at L. Dale Mitchell Park this baseball season. 
Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress-up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands, like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently, the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around, whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. Watch the big game on Sunday, February 12th at Revolutions at Heyday. Big game, bigger deals. $1 pep and cheese rolls, 57 cent wings, or $6 pitchers in person only. Or you can order their two to-go deals, the rookie package for $40 or the all-star package for $78. The best way though to watch the big game is at Heyday and Revolutions in Norman or Bricktown. Hey everyone, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And when you're looking for the best liquor store in town where you can get professional advice, then go see Kathy and her staff. They also have great specials this February on Glenlivet 12-Year Scotch, Bailey's Irish Cream, Oklahoma Crown Club 7-Year Whiskey, and much more. It's important to shop local, so head over to Joe's. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday. Follow their Facebook page for the latest information, and you can call ahead for your order, 364-9262. Parents, we know we can't protect our kids from everything. Eventually, they're going to bump their heads or scrape their knees but we can protect them from six types of cancer. HPV or human papillomavirus is a common preventable virus that can cause cancer later in life. The HPV vaccine prevents human papillomavirus and all the cancers it can cause. The American Cancer Society recommends getting your sons and daughters the HPV vaccine starting at age nine to protect them later in life. It's 4 a.m. Monday and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call the agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. They're able to help clients avoid mistakes when purchasing individual or group health insurance. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are the experts. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. Air Cover Solutions text line, Emmett Smith has the rushing record and no one calls him the uh, the goats. LeBron can, you know what it's. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't buy it with LeBron, but, you know, he is – he he is like an incredible athlete, and he's been great from no doubt pretty much day one, which is insane to come right out of high school. Basically, had one little transitional year, and then off he went. You know who else came right out of high school and was a star? Twenty-two years ago today, Tommy Harris signed at OU, day one starter, and yeah. never really looked back. Two-time All-American, won the uh, what? Did he won the Outland Trophy. Did he win the Outland? What what what, uh, what did he what did he win? Nagurski. I think. 
He won the, I just put it out today, he won the Lombardi. Lomb- Lombardi, yeah. there it is. Two-time All-American and Lombardi Award winner in just three years. Stud. Jeez. Was ready day one. I remember the day he got there uh, on campus. It was in summer for summer workouts. And I had already worked out that day. And we are coming back up for seven-on-seven seven and stuff. And uh, everyone was like, dude, you've got – to see this kid, Tommy Harris. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's see. Uh, okay, yeah. I, he already had more skills rushing the passer maybe than anyone on the team. Just like, He was coached really well and obviously was incredibly explosive and just a violent player. Awesome. Not Stunned. soft at all. No. Not, you know, some no. guys got to develop a little toughness once they get to this level. And then maybe that's more of a confidence thing than anything. I don't know. He had a lot of confidence. I mean, the first play of his collegiate career, he makes a play that we've been longing to see around here for quite some time. And he had a, had a good stack da- uh, sack dance, too, right? The stomp. <laughs> yeah. That is good. That, awesome. is, that is an underrated sack dance. I, I do agree mm-hmm. with that. What was he, like a two-time pro bowler with the Bears, too? Yeah, he was great. And then had a had some injury issues. Tore a hamstring off the bone that he had to have repaired, and Yikes. those are hard to come back from. But absolute stud. Uh, all right, you're uh, about to be suit and tie. Where are you? Where are you going tonight? I am going to the Jim Thorpe Award Banquet up at the uh, Cowboy Hall of Fame. So, did, did did the kid from TCU win that this year? Who won that? The Thorpe Award. You know, I think so. Tomlinson. Yeah, LT's uh, like nephew. Is that what he is? I. Th- think that's right. I'm not even sure. How bad is that? Yeah. Not very good. <laughs> yeah, let, right. let me know who wins it yeah. or who won it. It's going to be a there. shock to me. I'll be the only Dude. person up there that's All right. shocked. Parker joins me for the final hour. Final right. hour of the rush coming up next. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Hey Sooners, did you know you can use your IRA or 401k to support OU while seeking above average returns? Boyd Street Ventures supports OU in Oklahoma by creating economic opportunities for students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Boyd Street Ventures invests in innovative startups by providing initial investments, strategic guidance, operational support, and help in raising additional capital to launch a company. Boyd Street Ventures can help you through the process.